Welcome to the Crit 20 Podcast. Today we are going to be taking a look at the halfling race from Dungeons and Dragons. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Halflings, also known as the Good Folk, amongst other races, were humanoid creatures similar in shape to humans, but around half their size. Halflings got along well with most of the other races and were known for their curiosity and tendency to collect things. The term halfling was derived from the fact that a halfling was around half the size of a human, but otherwise very similar in appearance. Halflings were small in comparison with members of most other races, standing somewhere between two, two and a half and three and a half feet tall, and weighing on average between 30 to 35 pounds. In many ways, halflings resembled small humans and usually had the same proportions as the typical human adult. Most halflings had dark hair and eyes, regardless of their skin complexion, which, although commonly ruddy in hue, had a similar range to humans. Nearly all male halflings were incapable of growing true beards, though many had long sideburns. Halfling hairstyles were often complex, with strands woven together or braided. Although halflings had an affinity uh, for collecting valuable things, they did not prefer to wear them on their person, instead preferring a more comfortable clothing. Halflings had lifespans comparable with, but slightly longer than humans. They usually reached adulthood in their early 20s, and some lived into their 150s. Halflings were quick and dexterous humanoids, even given their size, with quick reflexes and an ability to recover easily from sudden danger. Halflings, who by and large had a strong force of personality, uh, were also intensely courageous and were more likely to retain their valor than most other humanoids, even when under the effects of a spell or other power. Beyond this, halflings had what could be best described as a lucky streak and had an ability known as second chance which made it less likely for them to be injured in perilous circumstances. Additionally, the small size of halflings had an effect on their abilities. Halflings were, for instance, incapable of wielding larger weapons like greatswords or halberds. It was sometimes said that halflings were weaker for the wear than other humanoids. However, this was not a universal truth of the race. Similarly, although many had an excellent sense of hearing, not all did. Halflings were by nature joyful and friendly in their dealings with others. Because they lived in a world where they were surrounded by larger creatures, halflings tended to avoid notice, often deliberately, or at the very least, acted cordial towards the larger races. Halflings appeared deceptively harmless, meaning they were often beyond the notice of enemies that might otherwise pose a threat to them. The halfling mind was practical, and halflings concerned themselves with their immediate surroundings. They took pleasure in simple things, with few aspiring to greatness in the same manner as humans. Some halflings did become adventurers, but usually this was a practice taken up for the reasons of necessity rather than personal drive. Because of their love for home and family, halflings made loyal and courageous allies, willing to put their own lives at risk for the sake of others. While many halflings did not have the ambition for adventure that some races did, most preferred trouble to boredom, the race was notoriously curious. Halflings were courageous, more so than many races, and their daring was often difficult to match. Many halflings also had a strong appetite for food and drink, as well as narcotics and clothing. 
Similarly, many halflings were enthusiastic collectors and loved to hold on to possessions won through skill and daring. Halfling communities were tightly knit groups found around the world, usually near settlements of other races. Most halflings didn't recognize the claims of kings or nobles as sovereign rulers, but instead looked primarily to their family elders to guide them. This focus on bloodlines enabled halfling traditions to continue for millennia relatively intact. Halflings also valued a sense of community. Halflings naming each other halfling was a salute of brotherhood. Halfling culture had a fondness for stories and legends and was rich in the oral tradition. So much care was put into the retelling of traditional stories and their preservation that halflings often unwittingly had access to lore about ancient and long gone cultures or empires that others had long since forgotten about. Many halflings were able to recall some detail of the ancient past, though it was usually wrapped in the shrouds of legends. Halflings underwent something of a cultural and philo philosophical change through the hundred years of chaos. During this time, the typical halfling aversion to adventure, uh, for its own sake, was overcome by a powerful sense of wanderlust. Halfling-run adventure companies became common in many major cities of Faerun. Halflings called the longer times of a day by how far the sun traveled in the sky and shorter moments, like up to three minutes, a long tune, and around ten minutes, three long songs. It was said that cheese, bread, ale, and more cheese are what fill a happy halfling's stomach, and that could be evidenced by their own agricultural choices in places like Sicomber and Corm Orp. Sometimes, the halflings made food goods for humans. Among these were sausages, cheeses, stews, and baked goods. Halflings themselves liked those foods as well, but made them chewier and more rubbery for their tastes, with no strong spices but instead using melding herbs. When halflings were left to their own devices, they produced flavored cheeses, sour grape wines, uh, blue eyes, uh, sour table grapes, and goat and sheep meats, and their own milk. In winter, the halflings had two stews ready all day, one lighter broth and the other filled with more sustenance. Here are a few specially named halfling foods. Bellbuck, which is a translucent green spearmint beer. Blue Eyes, like I mentioned earlier, is a blue grape grown for wines. They grow in halfling-sized clusters. Orthen, a buttery yellow cheese made from goat's and sheep's milk, was named after its long-dead inventor. It was somewhat like brie from Earth, except not as runny and it had a very thin rind. Lurin spring cheese, a cheese slash drug that only had an effect on halflings, and Lauren's Best, a black as ink, very sweet stout, brewed by a coastal clan of Lauren, Smoke Arden. Halflings in general tried their best to get along with everybody, though exceptions did exist and ghost-wise halflings were notoriously xenophobic. Lightfoot and Strongheart halflings, however, were friendly and outgoing and were uncommonly adept at fitting into communities of humans, dwarves, elves, and gnomes. Most halflings, in fact, didn't live in communities of their own, but instead, regions dominated by other races. This was particularly true in human societies, which attracted halflings because of the comparative rapidity with which they changed. 
It should be noted that halflings usually found insults directed at them to be amusing rather than insulting. Halfling history was, by and large, like the race, unremarkable. With the exception of, strong, of the Strongheart nation of Lorin, halflings did not even have a unified culture to call their own. Records and evidence seem to indicate that halflings as a race only appeared fairly recently, and after the appearance of the creator races around the same time as dwarves, elves, and giants. The original homeland of the halflings is uncertain, though it may have been within the area south of Shar, and few were seen in the north until after the halfling ghost wars, a tragic event that split the halflings into their current three breeds. The halfling race had many traditional homelands, though as a whole, the race was typically nomadic. Many halflings who did not wander lived primarily within human-dominated states. The center of halfling culture was, until relatively recently, the Kingdom of Lorin. The land was devastated by the Spell Plague. However, as were other halfling homelands such as Arnok and Chondalwood, since then, the halflings became more displaced than before, though as a result, they also came together in unity even more tightly than they ever were before. Since then, halflings were found in their greatest concentrations within the nation of Ammon. Though formerly met with prejudice, halflings earned acceptance through their skill as merchants and business partners. Halflings could also be commonly found along the Sea of Fallen Stars, particularly human-dominated cities. In fact, human cities were often the most common place to find halflings, who frequently found ways to exploit the ever-changing climate of human societies, although dwarven cities were also accommodating. Well, to wrap things up, there were three sub-races of the halflings, and those are as follows. The Ghostwise Halflings, the rarest halfling people. The Ghostwise were reclusive and known for their strange talent for communicating without speech. Then you have the Lightfoot Halflings. The most common variety of halfling, the Lightfoots were typically nomadic, taking pleasure in travel and the experience of meeting new people. And lastly, the Strongheart Halflings, a martially inclined and well-organized people compared in many ways to the industrious dwarves. Thank you all for lending me your ears. I do want to let you know that we are currently having a giveaway over on our Facebook page, so be sure to check that out. You could win a handmade D&D dice rolling tray. Also, don't forget that if you would like to be on the show as a DM guest, which stands for Dungeon Master, for those of you that don't know, you can email us at crit20cast at gmail.com. There are links in the description you can also contact us at, um, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, our email is also down there if you um, weren't sure how to spell it. If you guys could leave a review and or rating on iTunes or SoundCloud, it would be greatly appreciated. One star, cool. Five stars, even better.